on page 49, five lines on the top, and Toshin Aleph, the Maimari Shainu Mayamai. And just to recap, page 48, we said that the source of the idea of Tkesamesim is higher from the source of what what causes B'di Yeshmi'ayin. Because B'di Yeshmi'ayin comes from Mokrechaim, the Mokhs Batilis, even though it has to come from an infinite divine energy, but that infinite energy is funneled through Malchus of Atzilis, which ultimately is the source of the actual enlivening of the creation of the created world, so Biyah. And through the sin of Eitzadas Tevra, there became a mixture of Ra, which caused Misa to the world, meaning that this um, energy from Malchus of Atzilis returned to its source. And from there, it's impossible to have Tchis Mesa. You have to draw down from the essence of Hashem, which is not even in the realm of being a source of a source of, of the worlds. And from there, you can draw down the energy to, be, to transform the, the dead into life. That's the idea of this tal, this dew, which Hashem is going to enliven the to resurrect the dead with. Which the tal, like the Zayar says, that comes from Atik, which is referring to Hashem's true infinite essence, which is above the sort being a source of the world of Atzilis. And that's what it means with abundant mercy, that the abundant mercy, which is abundant, bleak vul, unlimited, therefore it has no end to it, even though the chayas, which comes from the Mokr Chaim, the source of life from Malchus has an end to it after it's mystalic, but the Rachman Rabin, Bleakvul, has no end to it, therefore can resurrect the dead. And just like resurrection of the dead, Begashness physically comes from Tal so too, which is a revelation of Hashem's uh, infinite true essence, which is above Makir Chaim, above Malchus so too, because Mesa Meruchnis can only happen through the Oyer Elyon Yeser, and a lot higher Oyer, which is even higher than the Gili, which is drawn down into the Mitzvah. And like to explain this now, so Yiddish Avayel Chaim, when you filter the mitzvahs with Yiddish Shemayim, that gives you life. And Chaim Noisi when you connect a true life of Hashem, that automatically uplifts you. And with time, you become more and more able and more elevated. And that is in three areas. In Seichel, you're able to now um, grasp a lot more abstract ideas and and get to the core of them a lot more, a lot deeper ideas. And also in your midas, your midas come more. Uh, a lot better midas and also sweeter midas because there's something you can have good midas but they can be grub still like the like the example of a person that feeds his father this this fatty oaf meaning it's, he's not giving he's being stingy with his food he's doing a good thing by feeding his father but being stingy by giving him bad food and that's because of his grub midas but of a person that's connected to true life he becomes more elevated and his midas become less and less grub more ni'imais more sweet and so too in his hanhagais because it, in the way he acts and conducts himself is a lot with more empathy, he feels the other person. Because the true idea of life is the lack of feeling of a person's own life. Um, meaning that he doesn't feel his specific life force within his organs, and he doesn't feel the general life force of his living. He just lives. He just lives without feeling he's alive. Even though that feeling in general, when it comes to a scholar, intellectualizing, and also especially when it comes to the toiva, feeling the other person, empathy, it's a good thing. Like we see, when you feel your Askala, it's a lot higher without any comparison than somebody who just understands the Askala. So the true idea of a masculine, the true concept of a masculine, somebody who margish, who really truly feels the idea, not just who understands it. So the feeling is a good idea, is, is good, is positive when it's in the realm of Askala or, or, or Midas. Now we start five lines at the top. Especially when it comes to the emotions. And emotions, the main idea is that you should feel. You should have a feeling for other people and a feeling for things. 
You shouldn't just be totally indifferent in stone, not have any feelings. It's important to have feelings. But and a very clear proof of this idea that when it comes to midas, it's very important to have feel and not just to do things without feeling. We see what, say, what the sages say. The sages say, somebody who gives a pruta, a coin, to a poor person, he has six, he gets blessed with six blessings. But somebody who appeases him, which is only through feeling the pain of the ani and going to, and, and basically expressing to him in an empathetic way that you 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 really feel for him and you feel bad for him and you appease him as he gets eleven brachas so even more than just doing the action of actually giving him money is the actual feeling. Somebody who appeases the ani the poor person is that comes from a feeling. You you put yourself into that pain that the ani is going through and you therefore you encourage him to get through it. So when it comes to midas, the main idea is feeling. The main focus is the feeling of that person, the empathy. But the same the same time, the fact that you feel the whole idea of feeling something emphasizes and shows you that the margish, the person, the one, the entity who's feeling, and that. And that which he is feeling are two separate entities. But And the only maila here, the good thing here, the positive quality here is that you're feeling that thing. You have empathy for it. You're able to put yourself into that entities that person's shoes, so to say. But at the same time, you're still feeling that that person is not me. You can put yourself in his shoes, but you can't become that person. You're still feeling that's a separate entity than you. Because something which is you, which is your essence, which is who you are, you can't feel it. You can't feel yourself. You are you. You can only feel something which is outside of you. And being that life is your true essence, is who you are, is you're alive. Therefore, it's not possible to have a feeling of your being alive. You don't usually feel your life. You just live or leapt. So therefore, the idea of feeling in general is a good thing, especially with Midas, but it still shows you that there's two separate entities here, therefore you're able to feel it. But when it's you yourself, you don't feel yourself. That's why you don't usually feel yourself being alive. So when it comes to life, being that you are you, you're not a separate entity from yourself, therefore it's not a good thing if you start feeling your life. That which we say, the feeling of life, here we're saying that a person doesn't feel his life because he is himself. We want to describe the difference between the specific energy, the specific life force within the organs and the general life force of your whole just being alive. We say that the this general life force of being alive, it's a person feels himself being alive in general, not relating to any specific organs or specific limbs. So when we say here, when feeling life, doesn't mean that that he feels his life. He feels his life. Rather, we're saying here that the chai, that the feeling person, is, is feeling. That the living, the living thing is feeling. Which meaning we're coming to in the gate here that somebody who's not alive is not feeling. Or that somebody who doesn't feel, he's not alive. Somebody who doesn't live, he's not, he doesn't feel. And somebody who doesn't feel, 
But this type of feeling of a living thing, which is feeling, is not like somebody who feels um, somebody else. So when you're feeling, feeling your own life, feeling that you're alive, um, basically negating the fact that you, somebody who doesn't, who's not alive, doesn't feel, doesn't feel that he's alive, doesn't feel anything. So because feeling that you're alive, but how can you say hergish chai? How can you say you feeling your life? If you are you, like we just said, you can only feel something which is outside of you, which is something separate. Because the fact that you're margish means that there's something that you're margish, which is not you, which is not your margish, a separate entity. So what does it mean hergish chai? It means that you're that you're basically just negating that you're able to feel. Somebody who's dead can't feel, and somebody who if who doesn't feel is dead. It's not coming to say that you're feeling something separate from yourself. We're just using these words to describe this idea of the ability to feel. So, um, it's not like at all the feeling of something outside of you. It's feeling something separate, the poor person. When you're feeling somebody else's life, like this poor person's sorrow, which he's going through. Sorry. Hergish, when you feel your own life like you feel something else outside of you, when you're starting to feel like the way that you feel somebody else and you feel their pain, you put yourself in their, in their pain, something outside of you, when you have that same feeling within yourself, within your own body, that's showing you, that's indicating that there's something wrong, that there's a sickness, that there's something, a weakness within you. Somebody who has a pain in his head or in one of his organs, he that fact that he feels it itself, the very etzim fact that he's feeling something, shows you that there's a sickness, that something's wrong. Somebody who's healthy doesn't feel his organs or and his limbs or anything. So if you have this feeling, a person has this feeling of that he feels for somebody else, but within himself, that's not a good sign. Now I can apply this all to the spiritual sense of life. So hergish achayis over here of your own life. Obviously, we can't feel your own life in a way of azulase. It just means to negate somebody who doesn't feel at all. And when a person feels something within himself, that means like he's feeling a separate entity. That's not a good thing because he is himself and he shouldn't have that feeling of himself. He should just live. So to beruchnis also to who somebody who feels himself, meaning spiritually, he feels his ego. He feels himself very strongly. Egocentric, he has a lot of gases he's very haughty and he's very egocentric. That shows you, that indicates that he has a spiritual sickness if he's overly indulged in his self feeling, overly feeling himself, egocentric. Somebody who's healthy spiritually, he doesn't feel himself, overly feel himself, egocentric. And somebody who's alive spiritually, meaning who doesn't feel himself, is going to be automatically uplifted, like we said earlier, automatically refined and become more and more idle. Somebody who's sick, he feels his organs, his limbs, and therefore automatically becomes more weaker from time to time because of the lack of fearing of fear of heaven, the lack of being alive. Somebody who's sick by, by feeling himself too much that's automatically, he's automatically not alive, he's not connected to the true life of Hashem, therefore he's automatically not going to go up, but rather go down, be more drawn lower and lower into more physical and more things opposite of Hashem.
And that's what we're saying here, that somebody who's alive, connected to Terimitzis, doing Terimitzis with Yerushimayim, he's automatically be uplifted, and in, in his Hanhagis, he's going to feel the other person a lot more. So feeling the other person, not feeling yourself, is a sign of healthy, being healthy. The more the person feels himself, the more sick he is. The more it shows he is, just like physically, you feel yourself, that means this person is sick, not well. When a person feels himself spiritually, is egocentric, overly self-indulged, that's also a sign of sickness, and it's going to bring him down. Um, so, when becomes weaker spiritually over time because of his lack of fear of heaven, until in the end, God save us, he's going to fall into many things, many evil things, bad things, things which are against the Torah, and automatically, by doing these things which are against Hashem's will, the life force, which is the spiritual life, which is within him, is going to be removed from him. He's going to disconnect himself from that divine energy. And now, Sechriti becomes a sinner, transgressor, and somebody who sinned and caused a blemish and basically went against the ways of the Torah and the mitzvahs. So now, he caused a blemish, he caused the divine energy which he's usually drawn down through living a terror life to now become removed from him. So he's not alive anymore. He's not connected to that divine energy. And he went against it and he caused it to be removed from him. So even if that person now just goes back to fulfilling Terimitsis, which usually draw down that life, like we said earlier, in order to fix what he did by going against, by causing this pagam, this blemish, and going against the Terimitsis, it's not enough just to go back to Tidimitzis. You have to fix what you cause. You have to fix the blemish, which is stopping that revelation to come back to you. So you have to fix what you cause and to draw down an even higher energy. The enemy must speak. It's not enough just to have the oyer of Tidimitzis. That oyer already was mistalic, and therefore you've already caused it to go away from you. And only through doing tshuva, repentance, from the depth of a person's heart, a deep repentance, a deep feeling of regret, he's able to draw down a higher light, higher energy to to make Hashem forgive him for his sins and for his transgressions. This idea of the Hashem forgiving our sins on the days of Rosh Hashanah, ten days of repentance, Yom Kippur, basically. What is this fact, this slicha? Because on those days, there's a revelation of Hashem's essence, which transcends the level, which is usually draw down to the Mitzvah, therefore causing this slicha, Hashem to forgive, which we've done the whole year, and going against his the relationship which we have with Hashem, with the Mitzvah, we're able to arouse a deeper connection, an essential connection with Hashem, which causes us to, cause Hashem to forgive us, reawakening the, the pureness of our soul. Other places in Chesed, this explains that when the river dries out, so you can't just, the, the water is not just going to come back. In order to get water, you have to dig deeper with on underneath the river and then reach a deeper water source. And then when you reach that source, it's going to fill up the river again. When you affected your relationship with Hashem and Tate Mitzvah, you can't just go back to that relationship and expect everything to go well and Hashem to basically be interested in you again. You have to deep dig deeper and to basically show Hashem that, wait, I am your son. I have a deep relationship with you. I'm essentially connected with you. And therefore, that essential connection overflows and allows you to come back to a regular relationship in Terimitzis. That's why during these times, these, these days of awe, we say, the holy God, 
the holy king, because that's when you draw down Hashem's true infinite essence, which is hinted to in this name of Melech HaKadish, the, the holy king, which holy means removed, and king also is this idea of being removed from his subjects. So Melech HaKadish refers to that level, which we've been speaking about in the previous morning, of the Melech HaMarim, the supernal king, exalted king from above, uh, who is exalted alone from 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 forever. Meoz. So what this extra word meoz? Even he's menusa Even from Oz, from the level of Oz, which is referring to Atika Kadisha, that we said earlier in the Memorim. So that's what we say Amalekha Kadish during these days, because we're referring to that level of divinity which is being drawn down at that time, the essence of Hashem. When Shukosuf Kosuf Hashem as Reyakotche, like it says. That during these times of the days of Ah, Hashem has uncovered his Zreya Kachi, his holy, his holy arm, his holy hand, which is referring to also that level of Kaddish, Malach Kaddish. The Bais says, It's referring to the revelation of that which is concealed, meaning that the concealed essence of Hashem, which is usually concealed because it's so sublime. But Hashem is Chosaf, Hashem as Zreya Kachi is uncovering it. That's also what we say. This verse refers to the same idea of a, a seek out Hashem when he is found. And the sages say about this verse, when Hashem is found. When is he found? More. Referring to the 10 days of repentance between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. That's when Hashem is found. That's when you just seek him out even more. He's found. Meaning the, the fact that the rest of the year Hashem is removed and exalted and basically disconnected in a way, he's totally above all of creation. Not comparable, not have any relation to the worlds at all. In his true essence, he's totally above all the worlds. But that very essence, which usually is totally removed from the worlds, in the 10 days of repentance, during the 10 days of repentance, it's found, and it's close to like it says in Tilim, we're a close nation, close to his very essence. Yom Keren Yame, Keren, referring to the very essence of the thing. Keren is the thing itself. Like it says in other places. So, the very same level of divinity, which usually is totally removed from creation, Dirish Hashem, Motsi, is Motsi, is found, is close to us during the 10 days of repentance, and that's what causes the Slicha then. Another, when this, through this, we can understand another idea um, of the Viduyim, these confessions which we say during the 10 days of repentance. Why are we saying confessions then? Shigam, and the thing which we really need to understand is the Gam Tadikim Gemudim Shayyidim Mesasham Baveda Tama Vatid Mitzvah Baveda Shabalev Emin Gamkim Vidim Shamna. Even the complete Tadikim which have never sinned, which serve Hashem with a complete service in Tid Mitzvah and the service of the heart of Davening, they even say these confessions of Ashamna, I have sinned and I've done all these bad things. How can that be during a service that they say these things even though they have not sinned? Peace be to him that was on the level of Ma, which Ma implies total bit of What are we? What are we? Meaning, we're nothing compared to Hashem. We're nothing. We have our Matthias is nothing, which is bit of totally nullification out of existence, not, not having an independent existence at all. Even he would say these confessions. Of Hashem, Hashem, I have sinned and the ten days of penance. And like also Aaron, he would say 
um, these confessions, like Aaron and the coin, it would say, it says about Aaron, that he would bring atonement for himself, even, for his family. But how would be Adoi for himself? Aaron, the Tzadik Gomer, complete Tzadik, obviously, never sinned. How could he say, Kapata for himself? This is what the Kayin God would say. I've sinned, I've, I have transgressed. It's very wondrous. Doesn't make any sense. It says, which were in the utmost self nullification. They had no independent identity at all. And feeling of self, they're totally nullified to godliness. Like it says, us, meaning, we are Ma, we are nothing. They were totally nothing because of their great, immense bittle to godliness. So how could it be that A, turning the page, how could they lower themselves? Because obviously this is not who they are at all. How could they lower themselves to call themselves sinners and transgressors that now they need um, forgiveness and atonement? It doesn't make sense. That's the question to be doing that we say during the Sesame Chuba. Ah, but now we understand that a Sesame Chuba is when there's a revelation of Hashem's true essence. That's when it's cut for everybody. It's down here, revealed to us. Because that is the time to make these days of repentance when there's a revelation of Hashem's exalted essence, which is exalted, like we said before, a person can be exalted above something compared to the thing itself, but he's not, meaning, but compared to a higher level, he's not really exalted. Like the Tsar, the minister of the king, is exalted above the nation, but the minister compared to the king himself is nothing. So he's not really, he's only Menusa Lagabe something else, Be'erich something else. But Hashem, in his true essence, is Menusa Mitzanatme. He's inherently exalted. That's just who he is. He's totally exalted, not compared to something else. There's nothing that can, there's nothing that can be compared to him at all. Therefore, he's inherently exalted. So during that time, says Medruva, there's a revelation of Hashem's true essence, which is inherently exalted. Compared to that level, everything is considered like lacking, like sinning, because everything compared to that level is nothing, and it's totally insignificant. And therefore, even the Tzadikim Gburim, which had never sinned, but compared to that revelation of Hashem's true essence, and they're standing close to it in that moment, therefore, even they have to say these confessions of sin of lacking before Hashem's true essence. And from that level, where Hashem's true essence is drawn down, the forgiveness of these sins. Like we said before, that's the deeper relationship of Hashem's true essence. Which when that level is drawn down, and felt within the person, within the entity, within the creation, that's when he has a spiritual resurrection of the dead, meaning is able to come back from this spiritual death, which caused through going against the Mitzvah, and therefore not having the Chayas within him, from the Mokr Chaim, which is drawn down to the Mitzvah. Now he needs a higher level. He can't do it just through renewing the relationship between Mitzvah. He needs the deeper level of Rachmim Rabim, abundant mercy, which is Hashem's true essence. And so that is what's able to bring about a spiritual resurrection of the dead through the Shem, revelation of Hashem's true essence, which usually is brought about through Tshuva, Mi'um or during the Sesame Tshuva, is drawn down, is, 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 is basically automatically um, revealed within the world. And compared to that true essence, everyone is considered like nothing, considered like sinners. Like standing in front of the king, if anyone's right in front of the king, any type of existence in that moment is a Merida B'machos, is going against the king. Not just somebody who's disrespecting the king, obviously, is, is sitting in front of the king. Just being in front of the king. Stand, what are you doing standing here in front of the very king and the king? Your existence is a stira, is a hate, is 
going against the king's true greatness. So therefore, even the Tzidikim Bunim at that moment, when the revelation of Hashem's essence, they have to say the Viduyim. We'll stop there at the beginning of Oiz Gimel on page 50.